We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, if you have time to leave a review on Apple, that would be great. If you have time to leave some comments and a like on the YouTube channel, that would be great. Uh, thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. They have a tremendous lineup of podcasts and great stories at irishbreakdown.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Trochi. And keep an eye on the main Sporting News account on Twitter at Sporting News. We stand six weeks from week zero, my friend. I'm thinking this is about... A long par five, maybe a dog leg. We cannot quite see the green yet, okay? But uh, we know it's there. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Media days started this week, obviously. And then we get a little break there, and, and then we get ready for, you know, week zero. Like you said, it's coming quick. All the predictions will be out. Sporting News has all kinds of preseason content out there. And obviously, as you're going to lead us in, it has been a very busy last couple days for us over there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It is a busy last couple of days. We are recording this Tuesday, July 11th on Monday, July 10th, as probably most listeners to this podcast already know. Northwestern parted ways with Pat Fitzgerald after about a 30-year or so association with the school, 17 years as a head coach. Of course, he was a star player there as well. Uh, unfortunately, there was a uh, hazing scandal that he was caught up in, uh, the the um, school decided very quietly. It was, it was very, very odd how they released everything. Um, before we get into the details of everything and the timeline and the reactions and where it leads, at what point did you go from, this is an interesting headline to Pat Fitzgerald's career at Northwestern might be over. Uh, Monday morning, I pretty much thought that was it. You know, once you read some of the details from the story, particularly, hazing and then i mean like as we worded in what we put out at sporting news last night like anytime there is sexual misconduct however small especially in the big 10 that these schools and academic institutions have to be hypersensitive to it and i think at the end of the day it's a case of what stuck with me and you brought it to my attention was pat fitzgerald said he didn't go in the locker room because that belongs to the students or the players or whatever. It doesn't belong to the players. It belongs to everybody. And, and that's something that's kind of stuck with me. I had a high school coach at my son's practice telling me about that last year. And, you know, that was at the high school level. So the the fact that these allegations are out there and yes, they need to be, they, it was enough. The allegations were enough that Northwestern is confident that they can fire Pat Fitzgerald with cause after suspending him despite a PR nightmare. The school originally heard about the allegations and launched an investigation in December. This is the timeline. I don't remember that story in the news cycle in December. I don't know if they did another Friday news dump like they tried to do just last week, but it was kept fairly quiet. They did a six-month investigation. They came out on an extremely dead part of the college football calendar and concluded that there was, quote, the complainant's claims were largely supported by the evidence gathered. And they announced a two-week unpaid suspension in the middle of July for Pat Fitzgerald on a Friday afternoon. 
that is, you know, one-on-one for trying to bury the lead. And I'm sure people who support Northwestern were embarrassed by the initial handling of the situation. It took the Daily Northwestern, which I was thinking about this. So the school newspaper came out a day or two later and had all kinds of detailed allegations by an anonymous player confirmed by another player. Eventually it led to about 11 players confirming all of these stories. And I don't know about you, Bill, but when I was in school, I worked on the school newspaper. We did about two issues the entire summer. So not only is it just a great piece of sports journalism by these kids who are these students who are at Northwestern, they did it at a time when I'm guessing their publishing calendar is, is not really, you right. know, on a, any kind of a daily or weekly basis in the summertime. So to break this kind of story, just hats off to those guys. Yeah. I mean, it came at the right time too. It's been a tough week in the journalism industry for some sports writers and for these guys to come out with those stories, the details incredible. Um, it's, it, it, you know, and obviously from the Northwestern end, you've seen, if you try to see both sides of it, you see the Northwestern players and former players rallying toward Pat Fitzgerald. That happens in cases like this. But you've seen the, the student newspaper at Northwestern come as a position of authority. And the stories are well done. They're well written. They're well sourced. They're edited. Great job editing. Um, and, and it shows the power of student journal. It shows the power of local journalism, too, quite honestly, on a beat like that. So props to them for sure. Um now, the sto- what the next part of it, though, Bill, was that the athletic department went from that suspension to becoming rather reactionary. And it become- once it becomes reactionary and in the world we live in, these things move fast. And that's why I said like, on Monday morning when we had our budget meeting at Sporting News, kind of said, well, yeah, he's probably going to get fired. And-, and that's how I felt at the time. Yeah, I thought, you know, the, like I said, the, the reporting was terrific in the Daily Northwestern and I thought the most damning, damning part of their story, I'll, I'll just read the, the, the portion that I kind of clipped out of here is they said, according to the former player, team members allegedly identified players for, quote, running, which was their word for hazing, by clapping their hands above their heads around that player. The practice, the player said, was known within the team as the Shrek clap. The Daily obtained a video of a player clapping his hands during a game, which the anonymous player said was the same motion taken to signify running. According to the player who spoke with the Daily, Fitzgerald repeatedly made the signal during practices when players, specifically freshmen, made a mistake. The player believes some players interpreted Fitzgerald making these signals as knowingly, quote, encouraging the hazing to continue. Everyone would just be looking at each other and be like, bro, Fitz knows about this because you wouldn't take that action otherwise, the player said. Everyone joins in because he's the head coach. The second player who spoke to the Daily, who asked not to be identified, said he also witnessed these actions. So to me, I don't know, that stuck out to me. I don't know if anything stuck out to you in that reporting, but that was an indication to me Fitzgerald knew something was going on. Well, and we're in media day season now, like I said, and you're going to hear the word culture said by every coach across the FBS over the next three weeks. They're going to talk about building their culture and maintaining their culture. And to me, those type of actions are indicative of, and I hate to say it, a losing culture. You know, that this isn't, look, I played high school football a long time ago and I wasn't very good at it, but 
a play. And the way I say this is there was a locker room culture in high school at that time in the 90s that is probably far different than it is now in 2023. And kind of my point is with NIL, with everything that comes with that, with the how these programs have mirrored NFL organizations in some ways, that a locker room needs to be treated like a workplace. And the things that they were doing in the office, so to speak, are not acceptable. And there's no college kids will be college kids type thing here. If you, And if the coach is promoting those type of things, I had to look up running. I had to look up Shrek clap. I had to look up a couple other terms that, that made the daily Northwestern that I'm not sure we're allowed to say out loud. So I, all of that is indicative of, I couldn't fathom that going on at some other programs in the FBS. And I honestly couldn't fathom that going on at Northwestern. Now, I, yeah, exactly. To your point, I saw Reese Davis today, ESPN, and he was talking about if someone came to him two days ago and said, someone's about to get busted for a serious hazing scandal, I'll give you five names. He said Pat Fitzgerald would be nowhere near any of those names. He's got supporters from the left coast to the right coast, from the east coast to the west coast. Everybody thinks he's this great guy. He had this reputation of, oh, I'd, I'd send my son to play for Pat Fitzgerald. And, you know, Tim Brando came and said, I don't know if I believe these allegations. Danny Cannell and the media said, I don't know if I believe these allegations. And I guess I would say to that is you, all, all the things that people say in, in support of Fitzgerald, they can all be true. They can. He's a great guy. He's a good leader. He knows um, – you know, how to run his football program or whatever. And he does all these charitable works. And the, there was a letter by a former student manager that said how great he was. And he treated everybody with respect from A to Z in his program and all that stuff. And a lot of, you know, I'm sure that a lot of that is true. You don't get that many people supporting somebody if that stuff isn't true, but that can also be true. And, and then he also has, he's making some bad decisions elsewhere in his program. You know, that can also be true as well. So I think, you know, a lot of times, needless to say, people see things as black and white. A lot of things are gray in this world. And I think this is one of them. Well, for sure. I mean, I, I was the first to say with Pat Fitzgerald, I sat at his podium at Big Ten Media Day and been engrossed in his message that he gives to the players. He was great on the podium. He uh, first class, nice guy, answered all your questions, all those things. And you know, I would talk to other coaches and high school coaches and college coaches. And, you know, Pat's a stand up guy. That's the phrase you would hear the most. You know, Pat's Pat's my guy. Pat's this um, former AFC president, AFCA president. You don't get that among that fraternity without doing things the quote unquote right way. But that's another wrinkle in the story is when you saw the the second Daily Northwestern story about the allegations of, you know, inappropriate racial behavior and, and telling you know, black players to cut their hair and, and cut their dreadlocks and doing things in a wildcat way. I think anytime I hear that kind of phrasing, like this is the way we do it, we play the right way or wildcat way or any of those things. That's not how it, that, that becomes a you problem. Be careful. Yeah. It becomes a problem within itself. Doesn't it? Because, you know, you don't, I know we do that with Alabama in the process all the time. You hear that phrase all the time, but Saban really hasn't changed the way he does things, it, but he evolves. He evolves the program. And I don't, 
I think Northwestern took a huge step back after 2020 on the field. And you can look at that part of it too, as a cynic and say, well, it's easy to let him go, Bill. They went four and 20 the last two years or whatever that record. I think it's four and 20, not very good. And it, it's all layers to a complicated story that I'm wondering how much legs it has left because what if this goes to court? I've thought about this one. What if Pat Fitzgerald goes to court with this and they find cause that it was a wrongful termination? That's the one I've been thinking about. I don't think it would happen or I don't think it will happen. But what if there's a case where that does happen in college football with all the players transferring? What kind of impact will that have on the sport? It won't be good. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. And, you know, even if Fitzgerald had no idea, which it's hard to believe, he brought all these guys in. Right. And they're the ones, you know, they're the ones committing these acts that apparently have been confirmed and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, you know, it's a shame. We haven't talked about the victims of the of the hazing uh, yet. But, I mean, that's unnecessary suffering within the program because of a lack of oversight. Right. Hazing has got to be outdated, retired. There are just other ways to do it. I think you may have been talking about this with me yesterday, or somebody was, that, that um, when you have freshmen coming up, you want them to contribute on the field. You want you don't want your freshmen feeling like crap and getting depressed and you know, dreading. I think, like I said, those days are over. Now there is tough, being tough on young players and trying to get them prepared for the life of a college football player. I understand all that. And I understand that the other phrase that gets me, Bill, is when they say, well, a coach knows everything that's going on in his program. Well, not everything. Doesn't Now, if this would have happened off campus, completely different story. Or like in an off-campus apartment or something. This happened in the locker room, allegedly. And that that makes it a completely different ball game. And you just... You hope that's not going on in other places around the country. I mean, it probably is. I mean, I can't say that uh, there's, you know, 68 power five teams and only one's doing it and 67 power five teams don't haze at all or whatever. But you do hope cooler cooler heads prevail. And maybe this will serve as an example that whistleblowers can be protected and hopefully feel comfortable coming out with stories if some you know, sexual assault slash abuse stuff is going on in the locker room. Well, and and then you got to do it as a parent. Like, you know, I have kids. Like I put myself in that position where I was like, okay, if that was my son having that happen to him, I would, you know, I wouldn't be happy. You'd been around me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it. And then when you hear like 
all the justifications for it. It's you just can't have that happen. And that's why I keep circling back to the make it like an NFL locker room. You don't hear about things like that going on in NFL locker rooms. It's, you know, they get in, they get out, they do their press conferences, they go home. And that's what a college locker room, college facility is going to continue to evolve to be as we transgress down the NIL and transfer era. So, you know, like I said, a shocking, stunning case. I What's next for Northwestern, Bill? I would think, you know, they have an interim coach. They're already speculating about Pat Fitzgerald's future. Before, as we came on, I've not read Pat Forty had a column about I, I, the headline and the gist of it is, will Pat Fitzgerald, where will he coach again and when? I'm sure he will, but it may be a minute, especially if this thing gets into a legal realm where, you know, it'll become wait and see at that point. Yeah, well, those are the two topics I wanted to touch on just a little bit. First of all, Northwestern, uh, Bruce Feldman had a list of potential candidates. He feel like they have an interim coach and they will not hire a full-time coach until November, December. They'll take the – and we've seen that before. You saw USC with Lincoln Riley. They went through, um, you know, a whole year or almost the whole year before they – hired him and you know so they're looking at some names i i was surprised to see some of the names that bruce put out there i don't know if you have any but uh, he had three power five head coaches that he thought might consider it matt campbell iowa state whose name comes up a lot his stock has cooled a little bit after going 11 and 14 the last two years maybe he wants to get into the big 10 we'll see about that um dave clausen has, has competed very well at wake forest He's 55 years old. Would he be have an interest in going in and taking over after a scandal at Northwestern and a new and improved Big Ten? I doubt it. Mike Elko, same thing. Duke head coach. He's a younger guy, and he, you know, has only been a head coach for one year. But he, you know, again, you got to ask yourself: Do I have a better chance to compete at Duke in the ACC or at Northwestern in the Big Ten? I don't know that they're going to get a standing head coach to take over that program, at least from the, at the power five level. Yeah. I, of those three names, Mike Elko kind of popped just because of what he did at Duke. Um, and he could probably do that. There's that whole, I mean, David Shaw's another name. He's out. Maybe he comes back. Who knows? Um, Campbell's interesting. I, it is a big 10 job. It's a Big Ten job. It's a Big Ten job, but it's a Big Ten job. It's the worst Big Ten job with a huge uphill climb, replacing a legend, which you don't want to do, following a scandal, which you generally don't want to do right. either. So, so it could be a coordinator type job. And and their Northwestern knows what really dark days look like. I mean, when I was growing up, they were a perennial last place team in the uh, Big Ten, and it was news when they won a football game. So not an easy place. Now they do potentially, you know, they could have new facilities down the line. They, they do, they have found, found a way to have success in basketball with Collins. They need, they need to do things a little bit differently in terms of how they recruit and evaluate talent. Um, they've had luck in the transfer portal. So I, you know, those names are all interesting. Matt Campbell's another one that maybe that's his way back in the big 10. That's a guy that we were talking about confidently about taking the Michigan Michigan job a few years ago. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, Big Ten, a lot of money. They'll find somebody. But uh, it wouldn't hurt. Like, the thing that worked with Fitz, too, was he had those Chicago ties. And 
that wouldn't hurt to have somebody do that because the guy that's doing really well in Illinois right now is Brett Bielema. They've got some things figured out and it can be done. And, you know, maybe they got to model themselves in that way. One Michigan, the name that popped up on his story was Sharon Moore. Mm -hmm. Michigan's offensive coordinator. And then a guy with Chicago ties that you mentioned, Mike Kafka. Former Northwestern quarterback, 35 years old. He's the New York Giants offensive coordinator right now. Guys generally don't go back from NFL mm -hmm. to college, but this might be a special case. Well, I don't tell Vinny that. Vinny Iyer, our NFL writer, he he was like used to stump that Mike Kafka would be a good NFL quarterback. Well, maybe not quarterback, but obviously a pretty good coordinator. And uh, he played in some good games at Northwestern. That could be it, but uh, – no, like I said, we'll see. Um, and then what do you think? What do you think about Fitzgerald? He's 48 years old. NFL has kicked the tires on him several times. I think if he joined an, a staff as an assistant coach out of the spotlight a little bit, let things cool down, and then, you know, figures out how to rehab his reputation a little bit, I think. Uh, he still has a future in the profession. Uh, I do too. And, you know, he'll, we'll see where this goes with him defending his reputation. Um, at some point, how it could play out would be, okay, he drops whatever suit, he admits to some wrongdoing. I think because of all those things we talked about earlier with his reputation, you know, you saw it, you know, Twitter works at supersonic speed where, People were already speculating he'll be Nick Saban's next defensive analyst at Alabama in that, you know, and that's what happens. But Fitz will coach again, and it may take a minute. And I think it's just such, like, I, again, I it's been 48 hours or so, but it's one of those deals where you question yourself as a, as a reporter because you're around him all the time. And I've told people for years, you know, Fitz was the, Fitz is a dude. He's awesome. And to have this happen, you know, but I, I do hope that eventually he, he, you know, rehabs that image and gets another shot. Now, some people might not feel that way, and that's fair, but there are a fair amount of Fitzgerald supporters in his corner, too. So that's why these stories are always tough. This is, I don't feel the same way. Can't say it confidently. Like I felt different about Art Bryles and that scandal than I do about this one because, and I think part of it is because of all that goodwill Fitzgerald has built up, but at the same time, you know, there were victims in this and they, they need to be answered for. Well said. Well said. Well, that will wrap up part one of our two part podcast this week. Um, next one will be a little more lighthearted. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald scandal. Please. <laughs> we'll talk some over unders. We will talk some big 12 storylines. Thank you everyone to listening for to part one and stay tuned to part for part two.